This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show that's on a quest for a third superman movie no the quest is the fourth one dave but we're the third one now this is the i can't believe they made more than two of these things yeah well what, what can you do i know what i can do we can call in some help that sounds like a good idea tyler from tadpog welcome bud i'm here but i will be of no help whatsoever i'm the <laughs> jimmy olsen of your superman podcast <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're too old for the role? Pretty much. Is that what it, yeah. it means? Didn't he say that like his friends in this movie were still like in high school? That's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> he definitely looked like he was in his 30s. He's like an old man who didn't know how to photograph even though he was a photographer. Wait, I should bring my camera with me places? This is weird. I'll yeah. wait till 2015 to the present where cameras just on phones all the time or whatever. He'd yeah. succeed in this world, I think. Maybe. He'd probably forget his phone. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you ever seen this thing before? Superman three. This is the first from, time. Uh, what is it? 1983, directed by the Great. Richard Lester. Yes, the Richard Lester, who did the first one, and we were like, "Now nah, let's watch the other cut." Right. Yeah. Exactly. That guy. He did some some Beatles movies. Sure did. Then, They're great. No, I've never seen Superman three. This right. is the first time. Tyler, you ever been seen Superman three? Subjected 3? to this. I had. I'd seen this most of it. Like, see, I'm 36, so probably like 28 years ago. I'd imagine. Because my dad famously does not like to enjoy any form of media more than once. <laughs> so like, That's <laughs> funny because my mom is the exact opposite. <laughs> where she's still, it's like, it's Remember the Titans? And it's like that weird movie Frequency with Dennis Quaid. Frequency with yeah, Dennis Quaid. And it's one of those, like, are you waiting to be surprised at the end? But you've seen these things a thousand times. There's other movies out there. See, that's why, so my, yeah, my dad, like, I would watch my Disney movies as a kid over and over and over again. And my dad just didn't get it it's like you've seen this why do you want to see it again so that's why i missed star wars and things like that as a kid because he'd seen them who's gonna watch them again with <laughs> that is the weirdest power trip a dad could go on right yeah there. <laughs> i like it so i think he had seen superman but i think he liked the superman movies so much that like he could let them play in the background while he like read the paper or something like that so like he wasn't really watching them again, but, you know, yeah, okay. Now, Tom, these are pretty good. That You're fine. Go do that. How much pressure was there in your house where your dad's like, just want to let you know, Tyler, I'm going to be watching Superman 3. This is your last chance. <laughs> this is we are not watching this again in this house if you say no right now. <laughs> I'm going to put it on. I'm going to read my paper. You can do whatever you want, but it will never be on again. That's right. I'm going to put this on <laughs> once, and I'm going to go fuck your mom, and that's just it. So That's it? That's it. <laughs> So you were eight when you saw this thing? I I had to have been like, it is a very, all the Superman movies are very vague memories to me. Uh, the strongest is probably Superman 4. I remember that better than all the others, probably because I was older you than all the bastard. others. <laughs> <laughs> but watching, because I, I didn't get to watch the whole thing again. So I watched, because I had a crazy day at work. And sure, I've known about this for a month, but you know I procrastinated. And then watched hey, life clips to catch up. Um, yeah. I had remembered the part where Superman fights Clark Kent, and rewatching this fight was not quite as cool as I remember as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty fair, actually. <laughs> that checks out. 
But it's because I, I did love I love Smallville, the show, the yeah. the TV show. Sure. Absolutely. And it's Annetta, because you and, like sex cults, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, Pretty sure there's a direct line between. Oh, the what two. was that called? <laughs> Nexium. Nexium. Or yeah. Nexium. Yeah. I'll show you my branding. Allison Mack. <laughs> but it was I remember because it was weird. I remembered, of course, Annette O'Toole plays Martha Kent in Smallville. She sure does. Right. And then going back and watching this and go, like, oh shit, it's Superman's mom. Oh, it's also his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that she played Lana Lang in this movie. So when I turned it on, I was like, wait a minute. That's not okay. That's it, his it's, mom. It's one of those things where you turn a wink ding into some weird thing that you look up on like Pornhub or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's really all it is. Yeah, it's like a step cheerleader. I don't know. What is. We've gone too far. What is Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> Ask the ginger skull Dave Novak. I'll tell you all about it. Is it isn't Lana Lang vaguely Asian? Why is why is this woman white? It's Lana Lang. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's his mom. I know it is. It's very complicated. Christ yeah. on Infinite Earth. We need that for this. For this, it would be getting... <laughs> no. It would have been so much worse. If that You're probably happened. right. Because then there'd be a Lana Lang and a Martha Kent, but it'd be the same woman. How far into this did you get, Tyler? This watch through. Uh, I, I watch, I mean, because I really, I just skipped over bits and pieces to try and get the whole thing. So sure. I, I got the, uh, I guess what had to have been the inspiration for Office Space. <laughs> so when, when Gus Gorman is stealing all the, the half cent round downs and becomes an 85,000 dare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched that. I watched uh, them basically. Find Krypton and reconstruct what I imagine isn't real. I mean, isn't Kryptonite Kryptonite, but it's one of those weird offshoots of Kryptonite. In my head, I called it Chinatown Kryptonite. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just slap it together and just Bootleg. call it whatever you want. <laughs> Bootleg Kryptonite. Because what in the comics, every different color of Kryptonite does something different. Yeah. Yeah. DC likes to do that, especially with like the Green Lanterns and whatnot. <laughs> that whole. But then you get like core. movie producers who are like, if it's not green, they're not going to know it's kryptonite. It's true. So. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's true because I feel like it should have been like, okay, green, green kryptonite is his, is his true weakness, makes him sick, kills him. This should have been like yellow kryptonite, like brown kryptonite yeah. makes him an asshole. Brown. You know, makes him sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Blue kryptonite makes him horny as hell. Because <laughs> what is it in Smallville? Mm-hmm. I think the red, red kryptonite is what makes him. Evil, evil. Yeah, and black kryptonite <laughs> more splits evil him than evil. Evil, two. evil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like just regular evil, but like evil, evil. Just like real evil. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Well, whatever you missed, we'll fill in the blanks. Yeah, we'll do that right now. Actually, Brian, let's get into let's this get thing. into it. We begin as we always do in a human Rube Goldberg machine of destruction and chaos in the streets of Metropolis, involving a blind guy, a bank robber, a dude drowning in his own car, a photo booth, and of course a mime. So I don't usually say this that often, but. This intro to this movie, it was offensively bad. Yeah, like it was... watching this thing, and I'm reminding <laughs> myself, this is a Superman movie, and I'm watching some sort of inbred Abbott and Costello routine happening here. <laughs> I was waiting for the music from like Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Playhouse, to start playing. <laughs> Didn't this have one of the worst trailers ever because it gives away the whole film in the trailer? Oh, yep. I don't think I ever watched the <laughs> sure trailer. Did. I wish I watched the trailer now. Tyler could have just watched the trailer, got all yeah, the plot yeah, points, yep. and called it a day. <laughs> Nailed it. It's like, how long is the movie for you? Three minutes, roughly. It's <laughs> awesome. Saved yourself two hours? Neat. <laughs> this blind guy joke goes on for way too long, right? At the In the opening scene? As soon as you think it's over, they bring him back. Yep. Stop it. You don't call back right away. No. You don't call back on a gag that didn't work the first time. Oh, I bet you he's going to go crazy with the lines in that paint when he's making the lanes on the street. Ugh, this guy. Superman. Ha ha. 
So Gus Gorman, played by Richard fucking Pryor, yeah. for reasons. Because <laughs> because he was on he was on Carson. He was like, Yeah, I'd love to be in a in a Superman movie as a joke. And then the producers were like, Let's get him. Here's five million dollars. He said, like, I Okay. I don't care how garbage the script is for five million dollars. Yeah, I'll I'll say whatever you want. He's a dude who can't really hold down a job. He's at the Metropolis unemployment office trying to get his benefits, but he's told he's no longer eligible. He bums a uh, light off a guy to smoke a cigarette. And on the matchbox is a ad for a computer programming school. So he's like, sure. Why not? So he goes, he takes the class, and wouldn't you know it, he's a natural. No. Hard no. <laughs> <laughs> that That's not how it works. Oh, yeah, no. You could be a natural at computers. No, that's just- It's 1983. Uh... It's just it's just what a skill that you could have. 1983, computers. I can understand this naturally day and age, good someone them. being naturally good at computers because they've been around them their whole lives. Yeah. 1983, Richard Pryor? No. <laughs> I can put words in a box. I'm a natural. It's <laughs> the way it works. I hate how he's sitting there and he's just pushes like, I did a thing. I don't know how I did it. I'm a genius, apparently. What? Like, you have to push the right buttons to make shit happen on a computer. Yeah, you do. And he just, he's a natural at pushing the right buttons. He gets hired by a big corporation, Websco Industries. And he's not making a whole lot of money, but since he's an overnight computer genius, he's like, all right, I'll pull an office space. It's called salami slicing. It is called salami slicing. I didn't know it had a name. <laughs> How about that? It, you know what? They should have brought that up in office space because yeah. in office space, they're like, wait, isn't that the plot of Superman 3? He's like, yeah, basically. It's not basically. It is. It is. It is straight up the plot. Yeah. And I never understood that reference until after watching this movie. I was like, oh yeah, it is the same thing, isn't it? He creates a program that embezzles $85,000 from his new employer's payroll, rounds off the fractions of cents, and blah, 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 puts it in an account. He's got $85,000. And he buys a Ferrari with it. Oh, God. Like it overnight. He's like, yeah, buy a Ferrari. I'm confused about fractions of a cent, $85,000 in a week. Does that mean there's like like 21 million employees of this? Or seven? I think it's 17 million employees this company would have to have for him to be able to do that in a week. And it's just floating around. The computers know where it is. It's floating around. I just watched a blind man walk <laughs> around with this painting machine yeah. and then step on a man's head in a manhole. Yeah. I don't care. 17 million employees. I don't million care how many people this work in this It's company. a very big company, is all I'm saying. <laughs> this movie dumbed me down to start. And you're asking these highbrow questions now? My bad. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me bring it back down to your level. I apologize. I got, I got into math there. I know that's not a thing that we should talk about because, you know, numbers and whatnot. Because he bought a Ferrari, the CEO of his company, Ross Webster, played by Robert Vaughn. Robert fucking Vaughn. The Robert fucking Vaughn. I texted Kyle Collins instantly <laughs> when I saw this experience of podcast. Said, yo, villain of Superman 3 is the bad guy from basketball. Sure This is, is fantastic. <laughs> He's the man from Uncle. I did so not realize Henry that. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Weird connection there. It is a very weird connection. <laughs> Webster is a sociopath billionaire whose only goal in life is to make enough money to retire to Dallas and start a basketball expansion team. As we all know. So, sociopath is implied in billionaire, so it didn't even That's have true. to be said. What would you call an 85,000 heir? Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but actually, Webster is obsessed with computers' potential to aid him in his schemes to rule the world financially. Joined by his stuffy sister and right-hand woman, Vera, played by Annie Ross, 
and his psychic nutritionist, Lorelai Ambrosia, Lorelai Ambrosia. Stevenson. That sounds like a James Bond name that just never works. Doesn't it? It's like <laughs> somehow Pussy Galore got through, but Lorelai Ambrosia. Lorelai Am- Ambrosia. They were like, mm, leave it on the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get to it in a future movie. Yeah, then then they Ilya were... Salkind walked by and goes, this is brilliant. He's just like he Mostly strategically erased it off the board. He's a fucking idiot of a producer. That's yeah. why he did that. Well, what do you what do you want? Webster plans to blackmail Gus into helping him because he's a computer genius. <laughs> Brian did air quotes. I want to make that known. Actually, I just kind of threw my hands up defeated. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Clark Kent, obviously Christopher fucking Reeve, has convinced his newspaper editor, Perry White, who's back from the other movies, Jackie Cooper, to allow him a week's vacation to return to Smallville for his 20th high school reunion. But he's going to make a story out of it, so it's kind of Somehow. It's okay. I'm going to go. It's going to be enthralling to all the people in Metropolis about this one reporter's 20th high school reunion. Tyler, did you ever go to a high school reunion? Uh, I went to one after party of one of my high school reads. I've never that's actually that's been to be one. Better. That's got to be better than it going seems to the actual like the right thing. move. Because every time it's like, oh, should I go? Oh, I feel too fat to go. Nah, maybe, maybe <laughs> in another five years. Maybe I'll have slimmed down in five more years. Five years later. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, ah, no, maybe the next five years from now. So, yeah, I think the very first one, the first 10-year reunion, I yeah. went to the after party. And that was cool uh, because it was like 50 bucks to go to the, the reunion. I was like, no, no, I don't need to pay that much for a <laughs> shitty barbecue and, and a, like a civic center. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I, I can find the nearest bar after it's over. That should be easy. Yeah. That's everybody was having a good time. So, yeah. And after that, I was like, okay, maybe I'll wait like 30 years and I'll see these people again. That'll be <laughs> When it matters. That's fair. Yeah. I speak, All the people from high school I want to talk to, I still talk to. So I'm pretty good. There you go. That checks out. Yeah. It's a real short list usually at this age. Yeah, I bet wrong. it's about, I bet I can count 20 people. 20 people. Oh, and I, wow. and I, went, I went to a 4A uh, high school. So like my graduating class was like a few hundred people. So like I bet there are 15 to 20 people that I still will regularly to semi-regularly talk to. That's hmm. impressive. Mr. Popular over here. Yeah. He skips out on his own reunion and just goes to the after party because he's that cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, Smoke Tyler's cigarettes. And, yeah. I can see you with just like, I'm not going to that fucking party. I'll go to the after one with all the cool kids. <laughs> Sitting there with my greased up hair and my cigarettes rolled up in my white, my white uh, t-shirt sleeve. Looking all I badass. God, that's so good. That's a flex. Ready to break out in song at any moment, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah, just... <laughs> but I don't, I don't have any hair, so it just looks ridiculous. Tyler Zuko over here. <laughs> Bald with a gut and an old dirty white t-shirt. But fucking cool. That's right. I didn't go to mine. Apparently, they I don't even know if they had one, but there was an, uh, an after party type thing, and like six people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember walking in, and I looked, and I see the bar, and there's like six of them standing there, and I just turned around and went back. Like I was like, yeah. No, that's way too intimate. I do not want to talk to these people that badly. Uh, that's amazing. Let me ask you this, though. Did you guys have sex in high school? No. No? 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 Well, see, okay, I'm the no. cool kid. I did. Ha <laughs> ha. I almost did, but it didn't happen. Yep, I was me, and that's why it didn't happen. <laughs> I think it might have been like five times. Oh, man. What yeah. A, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Right, he did right. He did the, he did the awesome. whole hand. The whole hand. That's amazing. <laughs> the whole hand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Over the jealous. Started having sex when I was a sophomore. By the time I was a senior, five times. I would have been like so uncomfortable with my body as a sophomore. 
just like I, I'm just learning this thing. I don't know what yeah, I'm what doing. Do with this? <laughs> it, it was an almost for me in freshman year, and then what happened? Not until and not until the next freshman year did it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. I'm gonna circle her back around on another freshman year. Trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah. there. It feels right in the freshman year. I just don't know which one. You know, try them both and see how. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was freshman year, college. Yeah. I just, think. I'm like thinking back on it. Alcohol's a hell of a thing. Alcohol <laughs> is a hell of a thing. Because <laughs> mostly I was just so scared of, of getting her pregnant, getting my girlfriend pregnant. So it was like, or we're going to have sex. We're going to wait several months to make sure nothing happened. <laughs> and then we'll do it That's again. That's not how the female body works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've had six periods. We can do it again. <laughs> I'm pretty it's sure that'd be now. the blood amount of a full baby that you've gotten rid of. So I'm pretty sure that's, that's how that works. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it works. It's not like, you're, I mean, you could have just like handed him a popsicle stick or something the next day. But like, I need you to pee on this. this my, yeah. I finished my WWE bar. <laughs> I need you to take care of this. Pee on this and I, see I if the joke is, is funny. And, that's, and then we'll know if you're pregnant. <laughs> so Lois Lane. <laughs> Played by Margot Kidder. She's in this movie for a second. She plans to leave on her own vacation to Bermuda, and she does. And um, she fucks off right out of this movie. That's, yeah, that's pretty much all we'll see of Lois until like the very end of the movie. Was so. she vocal? Was Margot Kidder? Did she have her crazy breakdown at this point, and that's why she wasn't in it? Or were the also saw like she was very vocal about somebody being fired, and she yeah, thought that uh, she was being picked on when Dick Donner was fired off of Superman too. She was like. She was very vocal about her descent, and I think that's why she wasn't. She was pretty much written out of this movie. But everybody's like, "No, that's not it." She was in other movies and stuff, but no. I got a really good feeling. Richard Lester had nothing to do with that issue. No, I guarantee it was all the Salkinds. All Salkind. The scummy, scummy Salkinds. Ugh, they're awful. Is it both of them on this one, or is it just Ilya now? I think it's both of them. Okay, but still, they're awful. They're the worst people on earth. Damn them. Any time. I hear if the Mets are for sale and that some Jewish person's going to buy them, I'm worried it's going to be the Salkinds. <laughs> are they still kicking around? The Mets or the Salkinds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. So on the way to Smallville with Jimmy Olsen, still played by a too old Mark McClure, their bus happens across a huge fire at a chemical factory that produces Chekhov's acid, an acid that can produce clouds of corrosive vapor when superheated. Jimmy tries to get pictures because Perry yelled at him earlier, and Clark sneaks away, returns to Superman. Jimmy breaks his leg when he's climbing up a fire truck ladder to take pictures. Like some kind of asshole. And, <laughs> and the fire crew is like, we're out of water. Like bigger assholes. Do you want to know what's a problem? Is that you have someone like a George McFly climbing a tree in order to, to sneak a peek. Yeah. In Back to the Future. Yeah. Climb the tree, no problem. No rungs on that tree. No, just no a tree. No problem. Here, Jimmy Olsen, full-blown ladder. Ladders. How do they work? He's an idiot. That's what it comes down to. He's he's just, uh, he's awful. He's a photographer that forgets to carry his camera with him. What do you want? You're right. I apologize. It's not like he's he's doing math about how many employees they're worth. You want to know what I hate about this movie? What? I really oh, please tell me. hate how Christopher Reeve, his Superman, he flies like fucking Peter Pan now all of a he sudden. He does. They did such a good job in the first two movies, and now- I don't believe a man can fly anymore. I don't either. I believe a man can go on strings and land like a fairy. <laughs> this is ridiculous. That checks out. Superman flies to a nearby lake. He freezes the top layer with his super breath and then carries the frozen sheet of ice from the top of the lake to the chemical plant where it melts and turns into rain and puts out the fire because why not? Metallic and nothing else matters. <laughs> exactly. I was actually upset when this happened. I was like... <laughs> 
At first, I was like, oh, he's going to take the whole lake? That's going to cause serious ecological problems in this area. But instead, he just takes the top sheet, and I'm like, well, that's not going to be enough water. But no, it rains for a solid, like, 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, <laughs> sure, movie. Let's Whatever keep you going. want. <laughs> At the Smallville High Class of 65 reunion, Clark Kent sees some old classmates, like former football star and bully Brad Wilson, now a town drunk and a local security guard. What a cool guy. What what a guy. He's living his life. You know what's funny? He's the only one in this movie is living his life. I thought he looked like Dave Novak a little bit. No, really? <laughs> Tyler, do you ever go to your high school reunion? <laughs> as a as a drunk social, uh, security guard, yes. And, of course, cheerleader Lana Lang, Annette O'Toole, as we said before, who is now a secretary and single mother to 10-year-old Ricky. Who never acted again. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Paul Kaithler? He never did it. Very he famous. Never to, Paul Kaithler. I'd say. He did think, you know, they wrote, look at the cheat sheet. He's not on there. songs about him, about how good his performance was. Clark and Lana dance and talk, and Clark is like, girl, you need to get out of Smallville. You should come hang out in Metropolis. And then they go bowling. Is that like a, a way to hit on a girl? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He's like, wow, it sounds like your life sucks. You should move to Metropolis. Her man's like, uh. yeah, I pray on single mom. <laughs> I've got I've got some money and a dick, girl. Come on. I don't even think it's that. I think he just goes, look at me. I'm twice the size of any man here, and I look like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Come on. Even these glasses Come on. aren't hiding how chiseled I am. Believe it or not, I'm only going to get better looking in this movie. Believe it or not. But somehow. Girl, <laughs> yeah, you look like my I turn mom into a dick. In an alternate timeline. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, how Oedipal of him. Listen. Listen, Lana. This is Christopher Reeve talking. From beyond the grave. <laughs> Trust me, there's going to be a timeline where we get real freaky naughty. And they're going to want to film this. And it's going to be great. Did you know that there is actually a Superman comic that uh, what? He, he, nearly oh. did, he nearly did the porn? He nearly did the porn. Yeah. I did not know this. I did not um, know this either. <laughs> Please enlighten me about uh, super porn. Pretty much there was a, a villain named Sleaze. Weird enough. And Big Barda was the the lady villain in this thing. Big Barda is Mr. Miracle's love of his life, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And Superman got seduced into doing a porn movie in these comics because I guess they were just out of ideas. He snapped out of it, of course. Right. Damn. But he was mid-thrust. And at that point... Which leads us to ask the question from Mallrats. If Superman had Bo and Lois Lane, would it have just blown a hole in her fallopian tubes or whatever? I'm going to go with probably not because that question kind of gets answered later in this movie. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. That's very fair. I guess he, he's he got good control over- <laughs> You control that. I don't know. Yeah, I was about to Trust say, me. like, that is that is some- <laughs> Man, that is fucking training right there to be able to control your I was going to say, what is, like, the, the Krypton version of tantric sex? <laughs> That's got to be what it is, right? I couldn't come up with a pun quick enough for that one. Or he just, he just jerks off, like, ten times before he has sex, so it barely dribbles out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long it takes him to empty for the, safety. the reservoir. For safety. <laughs> the guy's like a curing. He just has to get it all out, and then at the end, it's going to have a little blue light that says, you're good for sex, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> then he comes out like Dewey Cox. I'm ready for sex. <laughs> how does that movie always get a mention? It always will. It's the best. Fucking great Meanwhile, movie. it's one of the best. I love that movie <laughs> so much. Meanwhile, Webster schemes to monopolize the world's coffee. Because, you know. Keurig. You got to have plans. There it is. Columbia refuses to do business with him. So he's like, well, this is bullshit. Gus, hack into a weather satellite and use it to create a hurricane to decimate Columbia's coffee crop. Because it's 1983, damn it. And if I say computers could do that, who's going to argue with me? 
You're right. And doesn't he say this while he's on like a rooftop ski slope or whatever? I think the ski slope comes after Gus has started messing with the weather hurricane. Okay, because that's ridiculous. Satellite. It's so dumb. <laughs> Apparently they had to bring in like 17 tons of salt to do that. Oh dear. Okay. Hey Gus, so I looked in the future and I saw this cartoon called Ninja Turtle. In the very first episode, <laughs> they have a weather machine that they set to total chaos. So can you do something <laughs> like that over Columbia? Can you total chaos Columbia for me? That'd be great. Thanks. Corner <laughs> the copy great. market. <laughs> While I breed now, these Gus, civet I'm monkeys. Gonna, Gus, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday to total chaos Columbia for their coffee. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be Thanks. Great. Thanks. Webster doesn't want Gus to do it anywhere that he can be traced back to, to him. So he's like, go to Smallville. I have like a weird company over there that nobody takes any notice of. And, you know, it's a, it's a small world. Right. It's called Convenience Inc. It's a Smallville after <laughs> all. <laughs> Gus travels to Smallville and arrives at a Websco subsidiary, Wheat King, because Kansas. He bribes a security guard, Brad, from earlier. The, the drunk boy. The, the drunk man. Yeah. With liquor until he passes out. And then he does his thing. But I like how Richard Pryor also gets drunk with him. I like that he's like faking it, but he's also not entirely faking it. Right. He's like, all right, I'm not going to go shot for shot with you, but I'm going to pretend I'm drunker than I am until you pass out. I'm not going to not drink, though. Come on. Right. We're having a good time. Yeah. Get just hanging you, out with Brad. Small town folk. Because Richard Pryor, right, takes the Superman movies in a different comedic direction when they had been pretty serious up until this point. Let me ask you a question, Tyler. Yeah. Define comedy. <laughs> Richard Pryor. Is it, though, at this point? <laughs> um, in everything other than this. <laughs> I can pretty much, like, there's a rumor on Scrubs, how Neil Flynn, the janitor, whenever he was, like, in the script, it just said, whatever Neil says. Yeah. I have to imagine that was Richard Pryor's direction in this. Yeah. It might have been. Just whatever Richard Pryor does. Yeah. We're just going to let Richard Pryor decide the plot of this movie by whatever he feels like in the moment. That would actually explain a lot. So Gus does this thing. He weakened at Bernie's Brad's unconscious body through the halls of gratuitous KFC product placement, puppeteers him to <laughs> entering the keys simultaneously, and then hacks the weather satellite and causes torrential rains and tornadoes in Colombia. I'm glad you noticed the KFC. It was not not subtle. It was not subtle. Well, he's they've already there's a guy that gives him his check with a whole Colonel Sanders mustache goatee combo, and then he gets the the suit with the the classic KFC tie. Right. And then you see the KFC the, bag, the KFC bag. And then at some point in this movie, uh, Robert Vaughn says like, oh, you don't ask questions. It's kind of like the the, yeah. the delicious chicken bucket, the, the chicken bucket, the chicken you, bucket. You don't know that what they... all, you don't know all the, the delicious flavors that are now on sale for nine ninety nine. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Very subtle product placement. This is worse than the Cheerios in the first one. Impossible. <laughs> that thing had a spotlight with angels singing around <laughs> it. <laughs> Clark takes Lana and Ricky on a picnic in a wheat field. But Ricky is a dumb kid and runs off and somehow knocks himself unconscious <laughs> in front of a harvesting combine because that's what kids do, apparently. Did you guys ever watch Monty Python's Flying Circus? No, I've never seen Flying Circus. I have not. I have There's not. There's a whole bit with this twit of the year type thing. <laughs> okay. Twit of the year? Like up, yeah, the upper class twit of the year. And these guys are just really high society people who are just complete morons. Like one of the challenges is like unhook a bra and it takes them forever to do and jump <laughs> over a, a, a small stack of matchsticks and they can't do it. And at one point, one of them runs himself over with a car for some reason. Okay. And that's what made me think of Ricky. Yeah, that, that checks out. Ricky would definitely run himself over with a car. 
somehow alone not throwing, in a field. Not throwing any shade to Anton Yelchin, who did run himself over with a car. <laughs> but <laughs> what can you do? That's Jeep's fault. Speaking of Jeep, unless this Jeep. episode's brought to you by Jeep. <laughs> I was just going to yeah. say, unless Jeep wants to sponsor us, in which case, definitely not Jeep's fault. <laughs> Buy a Jeep. Off-road, on-road, doesn't matter. Let Jeep take you to where you need to go. Sometimes it's heaven. It's a good read. Thank you. <laughs> Naturally, Clark does his whole, what's that over there? And then he changes into Superman and flies over to rescue Ricky. I like how Superman now, he was able to fly in the first one fast enough to turn the world backwards yeah. in reverse time. Yeah. And now he flies... Uh, fast enough for it to be dramatically appropriate. Right, right. <laughs> Whatever the situation calls for is how fast Superman can fly now. When an excited Ricky tells Clark that Superman had shown up, Clark is like, cool kid, I live in Metropolis. I see Superman every fucking day. So Ricky's like, can you get me his autograph? And of course Clark's like, yeah, sure. You could have been like, no, I don't know him. I just see him a lot. But instead he goes with, yeah, I'm friends with him. Let me get you his autograph. Double down. He's an alien. What makes you think he knows how to write English words? <laughs> <laughs> Idiot There's so kid. many excuses Jeez. you could use. Can you imagine if Superman's about to sign like a signature, he starts doing all these weird like hieroglyphs and stuff. And he goes, no, no, no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me try. S means hope. So <laughs> if S means hope, then Q means, no, Q means KFC. And then (laughs) (laughs) got to get that product placement in there. Webster's scheme is thwarted because Superman shows up in Columbia. He neutralizes the tornado, saves the coffee bean harvest because he knew to dry them out with his heat vision. There's also this little side story of this weird jingo bingo thing that's happening (laughs) in the office. And some guy wins and he gets a trip to just generally South America. Happens to be Columbia, exactly where this thing strikes. Yada, yada, yada. Who gives a fuck? So Webster... Orders Gus to use his computer knowledge to create kryptonite, remembering Lois Lane's Daily Planet rooftop interview that we'd all like to forget. It's right before the poem. Yeah. We said we would never talk about that ever again. Well, you brought it up. <laughs> Gus uses a computer to use the same weather satellite to find Krypton's debris in outer space, but the computer can't quite analyze the entirety of Krypton, returning an unknown element that makes up only about 0.57% of the element. So he's like, fuck it. Tar? Tar sounds like science. He looks at his cigarettes and sees tar. Yeah. That's a science ingredient. Let's throw that in there. Tar. Let's go to break. This episode's brought to you by Camel. (laughs) Now with more tar. (laughs) Although I didn't think analyzing the space debris was was terribly uncreative. I was like, okay, well, that's by this fact he's using this God weather satellite that can do all sorts of miracles. But, all right, (laughs) finding where Krypton is, like, all right, I sort of like that. It's a satellite. They do stuff like that. Yeah. They don't do stuff like that, Brian. They don't. (laughs) Oh, but it's 1983. I don't know any better. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) Could have at least hacked Hubble. Come on. Nope. Had to be, what was it? When did Hubble go up? Didn't Hubble have a fucked up eyeball too? I'm nearly positive that. How the Hubble telescope, when they sent it up, the lens wasn't working correctly, so they had to send like space glasses, if you will, (laughs) to fix it. (laughs) So you're saying Hubble had a Forrest Whitaker eye and they had (laughs) it. Exactly. It's like, Forrest Whitaker, what's your prescription? This is Warby Parker. My in- prescription's in infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Can you imagine the telescope up there? It's like aimed at Saturn, but it's really looking at Jupiter the whole time. <laughs> that satellite is Ghost Dog, the last samurai. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clark Kent returns the Daily Planet to write a story about his fucking reunion. When Lana calls him, <laughs> who gives a shit? Right? Who's gonna read this? You're in Metropolis. You are yeah. trying to actively recruit people from the Burbs to Metropolis, and you're writing a story about the Burbs. No one cares. Nobody cares about that. 
But Lana calls him, and she's like, hey, my son is a piece of shit and lied to his friends that Superman was going to be at his birthday party. Can you bail him out, possibly at the expense of someone whose life actually needs saving? And Clark's like, yeah, sure. Kind of sounds like a Freddy move from Shazam. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, Mike, eat that pussy. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. Oh, Lana, am I going to be able to hit that? Well, then sure. What are other people's lives? I'll hang out with your kid at his birthday. Quick question, Lana. Uh, it's going to cost <laughs> a quick visit for the front hole and definitely lunch for the back hole. I might blow through the front one into the back one, just so right. you know. In which case, I will stay for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> a week later, Ricky's birthday party is transformed into a huge ceremony where the mayor of Smallville gives Superman the key to the city in return for stopping the chemical plant fire. Gus and Vera show up, disguised as U.S. Army officers, and they're like, we have a whole ceremony, surprise ceremony for Superman. Now, here's the thing about disguises, is they're meant to blend in. Yes. Here, Gus, they chose Richard Pryor, <laughs> drives in, honking the horn, smashing the horn, Yeah. pretty much saying, I'm the general, I'm the general. And then he hops on stage instantly yeah. and starts giving a speech. I mean, who's going to suspect that guy? I mean, he's wearing an army <laughs> uniform. He's not trying to blend in at all, so he's not up to anything suspicious. Gus delivers a whole speech about how great Superman is, and he gives him an award that looks exactly like kryptonite. And he accepts it, even though it looks exactly like kryptonite. This is this a piece of the aggro right. crag? Thank you. <laughs> oh, a piece of the awesome rock? <laughs> now let's go back to you, Mo. <laughs> now with the rules, we go to Mo. Mo. Uh, Gus and Vera you are like... You probably shouldn't do that, right? You probably shouldn't accept an award that looks like the only thing that can kill you. Yeah, I, I feel like... And he's like, you could tell by the look on his face, he's like, I shouldn't take this. And then he takes it, he's like, it's not doing anything to me, so I guess I'm okay, but this is still fucking weird. It'd be like handing Jeffrey Epstein an award in the shape of a rope. It just doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah, and Gus and Vera, at the same time, they're like, well, shit, it's not doing anything. And Superman's like, well, this is not doing anything, so I guess I can keep it. Why? I mean, I, I don't. It's no, very weird. No, There's, I don't like it. No, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. A little while later, at Lana's house, Superman starts to feel a little dizzy. He's he's feeling weird. He's feeling funny. It might be because of this weird kryptonite stuff that he was just handed. Lana gets a call from one of her friends that a tractor trailer is wrecked and the driver's trapped hanging off a bridge. She's like, Superman, you should go help that person. And he's like... Actually, I'm kind of horny, <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay. I always make it in time. Wink. <laughs> I like how it's it, this kryptonite rock wasn't so much just like the kryptonite heroin that you just fire in there and you're you're golden. You're gonna yeah. see babies crawling on. It's a time release. It was pretty much like just taking a kryptonite gummy. Yeah, and just wait it out. Yeah. Oh, it'll hit you. Just wait. Just don't a, take eventually. more. Don't take more. You'll Trust me, it's working. <laughs> Edible kryptonite. All right. She urges Superman to go help the driver, and he's suddenly like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, I should do that. I feel like I edible kryptonite is like Project Power. Yeah. you think I, about it. Yeah, it's, that checks out. Good old Netflix. He flies to the scene just in time to witness the truck fall from the bridge, and the cops are like, man, if you'd been here like a minute earlier, you could have helped. And he's like, well, shit. Oh, I had to bust then, these nuts, son. <laughs> <laughs> See the S? It's for busting nuts. Yeah, but it's also for just being shitty, because he immediately turns into a dick. And he blows out the Olympic flame, and he straightens the Leaning Tower of Pisa. He's, he's mean Superman now. He's being dick Superman, and I love him. The thing about Christopher <laughs> Reeve that we said is that he plays Clark Kent brilliantly. Yes. He plays Superman brilliantly. Yes. And now he has another level that he's playing brilliantly. The man can act. You can't take that away from you him. Will, you can never take that away from like, him. Like, you could write the worst script ever, and they tried, and he'll still 
knock it out of the park. That horse could take away his legs. Yeah, but take say, away his talent. you could take away his ability to walk, but damn it, he'll still act. That's exactly <laughs> He was it. in Smallville acting in that wheelchair. And they're like, all right, now in this part, you walk. And he's like, done. <laughs> <laughs> and it was believable. So with Superman not quite himself, Webster launches a new scheme to control the world's oil supply. Because coffee didn't work. We just go to oil now. Right. Now we need to go on to phase two of whatever the plan is. I like how the first act that means Superman does is he fixes the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. It's like, that's where they went with. And for a while, that was the only act of meanness that we saw, oh, which was That weird. asshole, he fixed a thing that was wrong. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Gus complains that Webster always gets his way all the time, and he feels unappreciated. So Webster asks him, what do you want? And Gus is like, well- I drew these blueprints for a supercomputer that's really just going to help you. And he's like, yeah, okay, I could probably work with that. As long as you take care of this oil thing that I said. <laughs> so Gus does some hacking, and he orders all the oil tankers to sail to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and have them sit there, and he turns off all the oil pumps. And <laughs> somehow, that's creating... What a cool move. Just, oh, dastardly. I'm going to go put these tankers in the middle of the ocean. And they're just going <laughs> to sit there and wait. That's it. That's what I want in my action films. Nailed it. <laughs> but there is a single British oil tanker that doesn't follow instructions and continues to Metropolis. So Lorelai hangs out on top of the Statue now, wait, of hold Liberty. Hold on. When you say British, yeah. you insinuate that the people on it are British. Oh, yeah. But no. Because I've never seen more American people in my life. Yeah. Well, it's a BP tanker, basically. It's, okay. But it's they're not British, no. Okay. They're extremely American. They're like, I don't care what they're saying. We're going to Tropolis. Is that American enough? I, I suppose so. All right, Pretty cool. American. Laura <laughs> Lies <laughs> like, I'm going to hang out on the top of Statue of Liberty and seduce Superman. Nope, nope. Metropolis. Oh, right. The green lady in the bay. <laughs> not the Statue of Liberty. We are the, not in New York. The green freedom Never lady <laughs> in, of Metropolis. She stands on top of her crown and seduces Superman. Wasn't hard. But yeah, he it, it's not seducing when the guy's pretty much going, come on. He's like, come on. What are you doing up here? You know, but it's always <laughs> it's not the 83, so it's always the woman's fault whatever whatever it is. So yeah, she seduced him. <laughs> <laughs> but before she'll give up the goods. Well, I, my big question to you guys is Superman. This Superman seems like he's kinky as shit. Oh yeah. He's all about whatever. How is he not doing the boning on top of the statue of Blue Lady Head? Well, it's because Lorelai's like, mm-mm-mm, first you got to take care of this tanker. Don't you mm-mm-mm me. This isn't GoldenEye password super that's wrong. <laughs> also, passwords don't matter in this because you could just write override all <laughs> encryption or whatever the fuck he writes. And he just types out override security <laughs> in the computer, and there's no security Override anymore. is pretty much the 1983 Contra code for hacking. Very interesting. That's all it takes. It's like, hell, wow, nobody else thought of using the word override in their code? Damn. Hold Richard on, I, Pryor's a genius. No. He's a natural. I have a serious question, actually. Now that we're getting on serious topics of hacking and boning on top of this yes. the statue of Blue Lady Bay Lady. <laughs> Tyler, have you guys ever covered Superman 64? We have talked about it for years. It is on our list, but we have not. I know. This was a trap. This is called entrapment. <laughs> I thought of Superman 3. My challenge to you, before the year is out. Oh, boy. Do it. Yeah. Superman 64. <laughs> do it. We could do it for a Patreon episode. Dave isn't here to defend himself right now. <laughs> Make him play it alone. In fact, how about that? Because he can't defend himself. <laughs> no, but it, it has been a very requested one for ye- many years. I, feel I believe like it, that. I'm, I'm assuming since Angry Video Game Nerd did his thing. Yeah. That's when it really kicked up some steam. 
That checks out. You ever played it? Just in general? Not even for your your show or anything like that? I've You've seen just... I've seen so many videos on it, but I've never actually... I was not an N64 kid. I never... I own one now, and it sits on a shelf. But, like, I've, <laughs> I've played enough uh, N64 for the... When we did our uh, top 25 N64 game. But before that, like, I played through uh, Ocarina of Time, and that's about it. Like, I missed... Not even, like, Goldeneye? Just about every... Oh, oh yeah, Goldeneye. I played Goldeneye I mean, in friends' houses. But, yeah, that, You say that's N64, it. Goldeneye's a given. Was it yeah. a rich kid friend? Because that was my oh, friend. Oh, and... I, the rich kid friend. My friend and I Goldeneye. rented one, yeah, um, and we played Star Fox 64. Got the big suitcase that came in, played Star Fox 64. Uh, I was literally just thinking about this the other day when me and my buddy rented Sega Genesis and played that. That's so bizarre that you brought it up. <laughs> I rented a PlayStation once because I had an N64. And I was like, hey, you can just rent a PlayStation? Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, just don't fuck it up. You'll lose that $100 deposit you got to put down. Yeah. Is that really what it was? At the at the movie hut close to my house. Yeah, $100 deposit. Oh, I think it was only like 30 bucks at mine. That's still too much. It's. I mean, it's a lot, but I mean... How rich was my friend's dad? Oh, so rich. We did this so often. <laughs> should have just bought one. It would have been way cheaper. Without a doubt, it would have been. No, it's a deposit. You get it it's back. It's a deposit. You get it back as long as you don't fuck it up. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was a shitty kid. Like, I'm just going to assume that PlayStation is going to get, like, milk in it or something. Oh, yeah, no. It's, <laughs> that, that thing has been bathed in Coca-Cola. <laughs> Several occasions. In balls. The ball soda or whatever it was that Lanners did. It's just soby. <laughs> Why is it so sticky? It oh, smells like green tea. Weekly soby bath. Why does it smell like Arizona green tea? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how like the the nineties went in general. It's like yeah. everything smelled like green tea. What at a point, <laughs> insert cheapest convenience store beverage into this joke. Nails it. It's always Arizona. It's still it ninety nine yeah, cents still, for the big can. How do they do that? Because they have so many factories so close together, the distribution is super, super cheap, and they can do the 99 cents a can. Good for them. But how are they putting so much of Arnold Palmer's ashes into all these cans? (laughs) The man is That's what I want to know. He was like five foot four. He wasn't that big. God damn it. Could he mix lemonade and iced tea? (laughs) (laughs) Also golf occasionally, I think. (laughs) And rainbow umbrellas. Yeah. What a life. So this British oil tanker that's not British- Lorelai's like, go fix this. So Superman's like, okay, cool. So he flies to the tanker, punches a hole in the hull, causing a massive oil spill, and he goes back to fuck Lorelai. <laughs> I did what you wanted, gaw. Bam. The thing about The Rock is that he had an HBO show called Ballers. Didn't even hold a fucking candle no, what Superman just doesn't did. Doesn't touch him. Superman's like, yeah, I'll just go punch a hole in this boat and then come back to bone. <laughs> it would be a lot like if whatever caused the BP oil spill just decided to it go. Was, no, it was Superman. It would pretty much be if the iceberg from Titanic went and fucked Rose after. Yeah. Nice. That checks out. On top of Jack's sinking body. Or floating body? I don't know. He was mostly on the door. Yeah, but then he sank. He, he fell sink. into the water. I'll never right, let go. Blah, 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 you know? You're right. I apologize. I think once you freeze. Well, no, that doesn't make sense either because ice floats. We're going to lose all of our Titanic listeners. Oh, I didn't no. I think it was possible. Stop, stop. <laughs> Back to Superman. While all this is happening, Lana decides to move to Metropolis like she's choosing where to eat for lunch. She just picks up the phone. And she's like, yes, moving? I'd like to do that tomorrow, please. So she and Ricky arrive in Metropolis where Superman is chilling at a bar drinking his face off. This is one of my favorite scenes that we've ever talked about ever. I love this scene where it's just Superman at the end of a bar with a bottle. just like, I'm going to do shots alone. And then I'm going to start flicking stuff into the bar and just ruining everything. There are multiple callbacks 
to things that we've talked about in the past. Because the suit that he's wearing, it's the suit Brandon Routh wears in Superman Returns. It's that darker color. It's yeah. the dark burnt red with the dark blue now. Yeah. Because I guess the suit changes along with It's an evil him. suit, so it has to be darker. Okay. This is DC. That's fair. But then he's also doing the flicking of the peanuts, just like Bullseye does in That's Daredevil. Right. That's right. When he killed the old lady on the plane. He's just killing bottles, though. That would be a weird, like, if they had done the movie Red Eye. Is that John Carpenter? Again, I don't know. I'm them blind of that whole area. Sure. Either Wes Craven or John Carpenter, I assume. If you had Bullseye as the Killian Murphy. Oh. Just flicking peanuts at everyone's mouths on the plane. Different movie. That'd be a movie, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw Red Eye. So. Oh. Yeah. This explains the silence. Yeah. Okay. I knew Killian Murphy was in it. That's good. I also like that he spells his name with a C, so you're never quite sure. You're like, is it Cillian? Because that'd be silly. It's kind of like Gillian Jacobs or whatever her name is. Yes. Is that it? Yeah, because you're like- Nailed it. It's got to be Jillian, right? Because it's a girl, and Jill is a girl name, but no, it's Gillian. Hard Gillian, yep. you're right. Names, man. How do they work? So Ricky is like, Superman, you bum, be better. And Superman flies away, but Ricky's voice echoes, and he's like, Superman, you bum, be better. Superman, you bum, be better. And finally, Superman's had enough. He lands in a junkyard and screams into the abyss and splits into two. The evil, corrupt Superman, as you do, and the moral, righteous Clark Kent. Of course. And naturally, they're going to fight each other. So Tyler has told me, off mic, that he has split into two in the past and fought himself in a junkyard. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Where else would you? Tyler, if, if if you actually had an evil Tyler, what uh-huh. game would he be playing right now? Ooh. Ooh. So one that question. got you to that like point that. that you actually, it forced your split in the junkyard. It had to be a super shitty game that would infuriate me so much that my evil side would come out and manifest. Superman 64. <laughs> that, they don't know that. And that's a Dave Moore game now. Right. Because he can't defend himself because he's not here. <laughs> Never forget. So maybe maybe <laughs> Superman 64. <laughs> You don't, no, no, no. Don't you cop out for a game you haven't played yet. <laughs> or Silhouette Silhouette Mirage is the shittiest game I've ever played. Is it really? What made it shitty? Save our listeners time from hunting through your 500-something episodes. <laughs> oh, I, I, we haven't done an episode on it yet. It was a, it's a PlayStation oh, 1 game man. that's so, so shitty. And remember, it's even about, like, there's a, a, a split version. There are these two identical characters that are, are mirages of each other. So it even makes sense oh, that my evil Trump would play that. Wow. Yeah. It was just All a right. broken-ass, shitty-looking, shitty-playing platformer. So I'm taking over your show for a hot second and producing you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I need you to do Superman 64 and Silhouette Mirage for the end of the year. <laughs> Dave's whole reason for existence right now is to anger the randomizer. Oh, Okay. I feel like if I throw some bad juju at it, it's going to start pumping out the goods. You have the same same plan of attack with Roger Ebert's ghost, so I get it. I had the same plan of attack for Ryan on Experience Grind, too, where I requested Wet Hot American Summer for their Stoner Movie September. Yeah. And then I didn't vote for it. You jerk. Because I wanted Ryan to talk about Biodome because I knew it would slowly kill him. (laughs) I feel like the Robert Vaughn of life right now. Yeah, that, that checks out. I'm going to have my own basketball team one yeah. day. The Dallas one day Felons. I'm going to be a big sports star. <laughs> <laughs> for for Tadpog, you want to anger the fake god we created. But for Experience Grind, you actually want to kill Ryan. <laughs> I think that's correct. Yeah, I think so, all of what you just said is right. Just so he can ascend to that level of fake god. Right. My dream in life is to be a fake god. I want to be the C-3PO of just the whole universe at this point. And marry sweet, sweet Kyle Collins, who'd be the survivor. Don't give away the whole plan. Oh, yeah. Hey, that part was supposed to say secret. (laughs) 
I told you that in confidence. <laughs> Come on. Have you seen his bare ass on that rug, that Christmas photo? I haven't, and oh, you haven't now seen the I'm curious. To yeah. <laughs> That's... It's a weird, like, it's one of those things of whenever one of my friends has a birthday, I always send them a picture of Burt Reynolds naked saying happy birthday. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I feel like a Kyle Collins naked on a bearskin rug. Hell yeah. It's the thing I didn't know I needed in my life. Oh, it's a good picture. It's a very it's good glorious. picture. <laughs> <laughs> With that big mane of hair coming down. Mm. Speaking of Kyle Collins, see him next week on the show. That's right. He'll be here next week. I'll tell him to bring the photo. Probably naked. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, evil Superman and Clark Kent, they're going to fight. And evil Superman tries to kill Clark by crushing him in all kinds of industrial equipment. And finally knocks him out, puts him on a conveyor belt to be shredded, but Clark bursts through the walls of the crusher and chokes out Superman. There is so much use of this whole junkyard. It's one of those things of, as a locations person, you want to use everything yeah. that you have at your disposal, and they did. They're like, wait, we didn't we didn't try to kill him in that machine yet. Let's do it. How do you want to choreograph it? Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever takes up the most time. We really want this to hit two hours. Christopher Reeve, though. Acting against himself and crushing it. Not for a second uh-huh. did I go... Uh, obviously one of those isn't him. I was in. I was very in. And he is a fucking stud. Not to bring up horses, but he's a stud. (laughs) (laughs) He is a fucking bronco of a black beauty. That man. Uh, Ain't nothing wrong ever going to happen to him. (laughs) Ain't nothing terrible going to happen today, Dewey. Man, look how strong his neck looks. (laughs) Nothing will happen to it. (laughs) Did you know there's a whole thing about a Superman curse? Might as well bring this up now. No, I didn't. It's not even close to like the poltergeist curse of, of everyone's going to die young. Yeah. One of those things. It's a better curse. It's a better, uh, is it? <laughs> I guess. How you had Christopher Reeve, who obviously had his issues. Mm-hmm. He, he had a bad day at Belmont, if you really want to break it down. That's that's what it was. You had the the baby, uh, Kal-El, from the first movies. With the, with the wiener. With the wiener. Yeah. No. Before that, the proper baby. Oh. Died of like a drug over it or something like in 1991. As a baby? Yeah. Because the wiener one, the wiener Kal-El, actually was in this movie. <laughs> was he? He was. He was the kid in the, fo- uh, the photo booth at the beginning of this thing. No shit. Where uh, Superman, or Clark Kent runs into the photo booth, starts getting changed, and then the photos pop out. Yeah, yeah. And Clark Kent grabs it, and you see Superman getting changed. And he tears the off the bottom tear- one, and he gives it to the kid. I love that gag, by the way. That g- It was very funny. Is the one bright piece of that whole intro That's disaster. the kid. Really? You should submit that to IMDb. I'm not going to do that because I found that on a proper website. Yeah, but no. You should submit it to IMDb because their trivia facts for this movie were garbage. Fair enough. <laughs> and then uh, they brought up Richard Pryor also. had a, He had drug issues. and So it's just a curse on Superman Well, no, because you also had, uh, was it George Reeve? Oh, that's true. Who played the first Superman. And then a horse. Who? Did, no. He did not play a horse. <laughs> no, but a it was was there a horse involved in whatever happened to him? No, he got uh, quote unquote murdered by a horse. No, not by a horse. <laughs> he got murdered. It's the whole entire story of Hollywoodland at a glue factory. Nope, Elmer was not involved. <laughs> okay, but they call it one of Hollywood's most famous unsolved murders. Still, still, or they call it a suicide, which might not be, and yada yada yada. Okay, Hollywoodland. We're gonna actually get there one day. Epstein. Exactly. <laughs> George Reeve was the <laughs> original Jeffrey Epstein without Every... the child rape. Very important to differentiate. Allegedly. There. Allegedly. Letter Kenny, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs>
So now that he's good again, Superman flies off to repair the damage he caused when he was being a synthetic kryptonite dickhead. He flies to the oil tanker, blows all the oil back into it, because that's the power he has now. No. Selective blowing. Nope. <laughs> Just like this movie. <laughs> so, so did my ex-girlfriend. Hey, oh. Got her. And then he, he, you know. No girls in my high school selectively blew. Or they all selectively <laughs> blew and they chose me. Just not to. I was about not to say, yet. were they not blowing That's what it was. They were That's selectively what it was. blowing? Okay, okay. <laughs> so they were all selectively blowing. They were, weren't they? Yeah. I guess that is a skill. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd just be blowing everyone. That's, well. It's a, it's a skill <laughs> to not suck my dick. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was one of those things of like, you hear like, hey, that guy got blown. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? That guy? <laughs> that guy? Come on. <laughs> I almost called out that, a real name. That guy's Don't taking the that. SATs three times. How is he getting blown? What does he have the time? That's where he, that's where he pees out of. Somebody put that in their mouth. <laughs> God, all these girls putting the pee stick in their mouth. Weird, man. <laughs> They're the gross ones. I can't oh. wait till college. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you expect in college? I I have no clue. I don't know. I just know it's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen in a freshman year. They're more mature. Great. They're gonna move on to hand stuff. I'm <laughs> gonna come around. <laughs> That's exactly. Hey, college is classy, where they they tie a bow tie on and then do hand stuff. You get drunk before you do it. <laughs> that way you have an excuse. Damn it. Should I have had like study buddies in high school? Is would that have been a way? Study buddy. No. Uh. Study buddies is code. Come on, we all know that. Oh, everybody knows that study buddies is We've code. We've all seen enough Degrassi. Nobody studies. And nobody's buddies. You just need to be in theater. That's, that's where, true. Uh, that's, I was that's in the crew in theater. That's oh, the problem. Yeah. yeah, see, you were just hanging out with oh. all the dudes. My job was to blend into the background so I don't get noticed, and it worked. You split I was your focus. really good at crew theater. <laughs> so good at not getting noticed. Trust me. I would have thrived at Buster Bluth school of just yeah, yeah. children are not meant to be seen. Nor heard. Nor heard. <laughs> so after he blows all of the, the oil back into the tanker, he patches it up with his heat vision because he can weld with his eyes. And then he goes to the apartment penthouse of Webster that he conveniently knows where that is to confront them, but they're not there. But they left a video message for him like, hey, we're at the Grand Canyon. Come join us, bud. Come, come hang out at the Grand Canyon <laughs> with us, I guess. And that's where they've built Gus's supercomputer. So Webster, Vera, and Lorelai ride balloons down to the canyon floor, but Gus is like, fuck that, and he rides a donkey down. Webster, Vera, and Lorelai arrive at the large cave that houses the supercomputer and await Superman's arrival. They activate the computer systems to prepare its built without Gus. defenses without Gus, because turns out Vera this whole time has, has been gifted with computers also. She's got a knack for them. <laughs> this isn't like The Giver. Where they but get into it, your brain and they go, kind of, well, what is your job? What is your purpose? You, computer boy. This I'm is just... Richard Pryor. I got computer boy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say you crushed that impression, but you crushed that impression. I appreciate it. It's Richard Pryor on cocaine. So Richard Pryor. <laughs> Tyler, if you were in The Giver, <laughs> what job would you have been given? Oh, shit, I mean, I've got a really good memory, so I would hope receiver of memory. You don't sound confident, though. That, that's got to no, be I'm taken not, into I'm account. I'm not confident. I'm not confident. What I appreciate uh, is that we've all read The Giver. Oh, no, I am lost hell, right now. Are you kidding? Sure. Yeah. Oh, really? Super lost. Wow. This explains why Brian had to wait till college. Yeah, this, this is going way over my the, head. He didn't read The Giver. He wasn't with it. That's, that's exactly it. Oh, I mean, I, I read The Giver in middle school, and then again I in high too. school, like, I fucking... Giver's an amazing It book. really is great. The, the movie is the opposite. 
But the book. The opposite of good. Aces. Okay. If you want a young adult read. Yeah, that's all I read. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Give me Hunger Games any day of the week. I'm pretty sure that The Weekend nicknamed himself The Weekend after reading The Giver because it only took him a weekend. Oh. Uh-huh. It's that short. I, but but without the E. Well, that got him classy. Sure. Or the Giver probably did kick off my love for dystopian I would have to novel. agree. I, I didn't imagine most people would agree about that. I like dystopia, and I didn't even read it. You don't so. love it, though. That's right. I'm not a lover of dystopia. <laughs> just, I just have a general affinity for dystopia. <laughs> Go ahead and read it. We'll wait. It's Take your long. time. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> forget, forget it. It's the gift that keeps giving. It's the, yeah, you're right. It's the giver. Superman flies into the canyon as Webster fires the supercomputer's missiles at him from an Atari, and <laughs> Superman kicks. Actually, those are great graphics for 1983. That's legitimate. Atari did these graphics for the movie, and the first round looked too good. They were like, "This is too realistic. Make it look more like a like a video game." And they're like, "Okay." I'd be actually curious to see what the I'm curious too the real ones because look like. these realistic graphics probably don't hold up. No, but the one that they showed looked awesome. It was pretty neat, and I'm like, hey, you guys should have done an actual Superman 3 game, and they did, but they never yeah. released it. So, In 83, were they still doing, like, Pong shit? Pong shit? No. Um, this would have been for the Atari 5200, so. Wish we had a guy here who plays old games. I did play the original Superman <laughs> for the Atari. My dad owned it. He did. He liked Superman. Only you played know, it once. Watched his <laughs> movies once. Well, pretty much all you need to do is play the Superman for Atari game once because it makes no sense to me. Because basically, you would just fly from phone booth to phone booth and then changing back and forth. So you fly over, change <laughs> from Clark Kent into Superman so you can fly, then land, turn back into Clark Kent and walk to the next one. And that was that was all I could figure out you do about the game. <laughs> it was Flappy Bird. but I think you're doing it wrong, <laughs> but that's not for me to say. <laughs> Superman just kicks the missiles away. He's just like, oh, no, hi-ya. And, and now he's not being shot at anymore. Right. And also the missiles that they hit him probably wouldn't have done shit because he's Superman. Because he's Superman. I'm curious about what the different point values were <laughs> when Webster was doing the, it's like, oh, that one was 500 points. That's good, right? That one was only 50. Got him in the nuts, the super nuts. That's got to su- be 500 points. Super nuts. Got him. Superman finds the cavern where Webster and his crew are hidden and confronts Webster, Vera, and Lorelai is forced into battle with Gus Gorman's supercomputer, which, of course, has a kryptonite ray. Of course does. It has the ability to defend itself, which they brought up earlier. Right. They're like, it'll always find its enemy's weaknesses, which is a super convenient thing for anything in any movie, really. And now it's got a kryptonite ray, and it just brings Superman to his knees. Yeah. And Gus Gus is guilt-ridden and horrified at the prospect of going down in history as the man who killed Superman. So he turns, and he destroys the turret, projecting the beam, and Superman flees. Then... The supercomputer kind of comes self-aware and begins to defend itself against Gus's attempts to disable it, draining power from electrical towers, causing massive blackouts across the country. Sure. It feels like this movie's sprinting to an end. Things are happening, yeah. Webster and Lorelai escape from the control room, but Vera is pulled into the computer and transformed into a cyborg. It's awesome. It's so cool. (laughs) I didn't expect something from 1983 to be this well done. Yep. This is legitimately awesome. Empowered by the supercomputer, Cyborg Vera attacks her brother and Lorelai with beams of energy, pinning Lorelai to the cave wall and maybe killing Webster? Not sure. Who knows? Superman returns to the battle with a canister of Chekhov's acid from earlier, and after battling the living computer, the intense heat emitted from the machine causes the small canister of acid to turn volatile, 
splashing on circuit boards and wires, eventually destroying the supercomputer and saving everyone. Chekhov's acid showed in the first act, gotta go off in the third act. That's right. There you go. That's why I named it that. All the OSHA regulations they're breaking for just having that open pit of acid. Isn't it disgusting? (laughs) So irresponsible. Uh, I guess they put a sign up, caution acid. That's all you had to do. They did, in fact, put up a sign that said caution acid in this place that no one's ever (laughs) been to before. They did do that. (laughs) (laughs) Who built the computer? That's a good question. Because even as um, even as Webster's climbing up the the stairs of it, he's like, oh, these peons never clean up their shit after they're done. Right. Because there's like a Coke can sitting on the- This raises so many questions. Yeah. Who built the computer? He's got minions. He's got goons. He's got henchmen. He might. He also could just be using like a, a this old supervillain area. Did you guys watch Heroes on NBC? Absolutely. Only the first season. I watched all of it, including Reborn. First season's all you need to know for this reference. So I propose to you guys that like Micah, the the technomancer and hero, yes. Gus Gorman is also a technomancer. Oh, so I needs, buy it. He, I buy it. He needs no technical skill in hacking, but only to put his hands on a computer and just tell it what he wants, and it does that it. That explains he so is a, much. He is a mutant. He is a... Yeah, he is an affected person. He is he is a technoman, a metahuman in the DC universe. Metahuman, thank you. That there explains you so much for this movie. Honestly, saves the movie. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> like one line they could have written in saved the movie. That changes everything. I it can honestly see it now. How you have Webster going? You, Gus, you're a technomancer, and Rich Brown going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was so bad at the fast food job. Yeah, he's not a hamburger mancer. He's a techno man. <laughs> Goldberg, the goalie. He's the techno uh, hamburger mancer. Double down on Goldberg? <laughs> I have to double down on Goldberg. He's doing well again. <laughs> is that two weeks in a row or was that on Patreon? I don't even remember. I think it was on Patreon. Okay. But still, go Goldberg. to Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talk all about Goldberg on this month's Patreon, so go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. Get out, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that was a cheeseburger. It was not a hamburger. Goldberg doesn't eat. The burger without the cheese. You're just going to give me the ham? I need the cheese. What's the fucking point? When has anyone ever ordered a hamburger at this point? I feel like even if you're lactose intolerant, you're like, no, I want the cheese. (laughs) It's important. Only my father-in-law. He will not get cheese on his cheese, on his, on his burgers. He wants a hamburger because he grew, he grew up. Cheese was a rich person's food. It was too fancy. Devil Bobby. (laughs) So he grew up having no cheese. So he does not care for it. It is a, it is a luxury that he does not want. Uh, is it that he doesn't care for it, or he just wants to remember his humble roots? A little bit of both. All right. that, I, I can't imagine a world where I wouldn't care for cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a world I want to live in. Like I'm quicker to believe a future me that chooses not to eat cheese, but for totally different reasons. Not that I don't care for it. <laughs> It'd be like if Tyler's father and his father-in-law got together. It's like, we're going to watch a movie, one that I've never seen before, and we're going to eat cheese. Oh, just straight hamburger. Damn it. Just All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch any movie made after 2005 movie. and plain hamburger. <laughs> what a specific hangout. What a night. <laughs> Definitely one for the memory, I guess. Superman flies away with Gus Gorman, who I'd like to remind you at this point did embezzle $85,000. Still not a great guy. <laughs> and he leaves Webster and his cronies behind to deal with the authorities. He drops Gus off at a coal mine where he's like, hey, you should hire this guy. And Gus is like, don't hire me. I don't want to do this job. <laughs> Superman uses a strength to 
crush a piece of coal into a large diamond. Stealing, yeah. Because, well, he's just stealing coal. It's one piece of coal. It matters. That's it's not $85,000. dollars hamburger at McDonald's, like 89 cents. <laughs> oh, remember the old 80s coal-fired McDonald's? <laughs> hey, Aladdin almost <laughs> lost his hand for an apple. I mean, stealing. That's stealing. true. Not wrong. I think one brick of coal is actually cheaper than an apple, though. <laughs> I feel like you can get a whole mess of coal for not that expensive. That's how they sell them, by the mess. By the mess. By, yeah. It's one mess. <laughs> you have a murder of crows, you have a flock of geese, and you have a mess Just of coal. Just a mess of coal. <laughs> a business of ferrets, a parliament of owls. Yes. All of these. End of a father-in-law of hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> But not cheeseburgers, damn it. Don't bring cheese into the equation. That's a totally different word for cheeseburgers. Humble beginnings. <laughs> so Superman goes back to Metropolis and he reunites with Lana Lang as Clark Kent and he gives her the the giant diamond. And of course, Brad shows up right then because the movie can't be over. Nope, and it can't be not convenient. And he wants to fight Clark. And that doesn't really go well for him because Clark is secretly Superman. Shh, don't, <laughs> don't tell. tell anybody. Don't tell. <laughs> um, They do this weird thing where they're like, is he proposing? Are they getting married? Are they not? And then they do nothing with it. They just kind of leave it as an open question. Well, would you rather have that or would you rather have Lois Lane fucking out of this movie? Just gone. Well, she she did that already. She did so. that. But the thing is that you had the first two movies which explore the relationship with, of Lois Lane and Superman. Yeah. And then it's just- Well, he mind wipes her at the, the end, end of the second one, so- Barely. He barely mind wipes <laughs> barely because she has kind of that <laughs> twinkle in her eye at the end of like yeah. I know she's she's got I enough know. of of like an internal memory to remember that she has the hots for Clark for some reason. <laughs> it's like it's like the top in Inception. Like did did shit, did it fucking fall over? You see a dip just a second before it split out. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the top here is the top in Inception Superman style. Is did I get the tip just for a sec? Just see how it feels. Just to see how it feels. I don't know. At the Daily Planet, Lois Lane returns from her three-week vacation to the Caribbean, where, of course, she's uncovered a corrupt government scheme, and she meets Lana Lang, who is working for the planet now as Perry White's new secretary, and she sees the rock on Lana's hand, and she's like, wow, that's a fucking diamond, and and Lana's like, yeah, Clark gave it to me, and Lois is instantly just like, huh? We need another movie, bitch. I need to get back in there. Yeah, hold on. I've been in this movie for four minutes, and you're going to send me off to another country and then bring me back and tell me that Clark Kent is engaged maybe we don't know possibly also a net o'toole is not going to show up ever again in any <laughs> superman movies so ah uh, see this diamond lois lane you know how i got this this is wet ass pussy 2020 wait for it it's gonna be a <laughs> thing that's right just wait for it wop 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 you're gonna learn some things in 27 years <laughs> i feel like it's gonna be like the modern day fuzzy bear fuzzy bear wapa wapa <laughs> still not sure that's how that's supposed to be said doesn't matter it's the world we live in now. During Wop. his <laughs> WAP. It's kind of like if Burger King ran an advertisement right now. It's like, oh, what do you have? A WAP. A Whopper. Our greasiest Whopper yet. It's <laughs> what comes on that cheese? Sort of. If <laughs> <laughs> we let it sit there for a while, yeah. Well. Why is this brewing? Oh, the yeast. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how they, they make those sesame seed buns. <laughs> That's the whopper. During his lunch break, Superman <laughs> flies to Italy to correct one final problem he made as evil Superman. He pushes the Tower of Pisa back to its original place, much to the dismay of a local vendor who is now selling straightened Pisa towers. 
his reactions are great. He's, I just want an entire he's my movie favorite part based of the whole movie. on that vendor. Yeah. But that is That's... Superman 3 from 1983, directed by the Richard Lester. Yeah. What happened? What just happened? Things. A succession of scenes. We've learned about all of our sexual awakenings here. Yeah. We've learned Didn't about know that was happening hamburgers tonight. and cheeseburgers. The difference is cheese. The difference is cheese. Was the sister becoming the the robot like a somewhat callback to Brainiac? Brainiac was supposed to be the villain of this. Was originally, and uh, they were going to introduce Supergirl and make like a weird sexual relationship between Superman and Supergirl, which I'm glad they didn't. Do. Right, Pornhub would have right. cleaned up though. Uh, cousin seems a little distant for today's Pornhub. You're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we need our relations closer than that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll do stepsister. How's that? Oh man. <laughs> You're getting warmer. If Cara Danvers is, is Clark Kent's stepsister, then yes, you've nailed it. Because <laughs> what, Supergirl just got canceled, right? Did it? It's about to. They said this is the last season. Oh, right, right. That's sad. I really like that show. I've never watched it, but I hear it's great. It's excellent. Stargirl, I think, is the best show that's been on CW, though. Who's got the time to watch all this stuff? This guy. Fair enough. Oh, is it a superhero show? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> all right. What do you guys think of this thing? Of this movie as a, a whole. Oh, like in its entirety? It's a pretty weak fucking entry. Like in the the villain. It's not being... an entry. It's a third entry. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> it is a the villain is so there's I don't know, there's such a there's not a clear cut antagonist that I feel like it just kinda floats out there with its, you know, highs and lows without really meandering to anything or really learning anything. What does Superman learn from this besides not to accept rocks from strangers? Really? <laughs> <laughs> but then the at lesson. the end of this thing, Lana Lang accepts a rock from who might as well be a stranger. That's true. No, and, to high school and then together. she disappears from the franchise. So yeah, that's don't ever. Uh, there do are it. girls that I could go up to right now that I graduated high school with to be like, "Who the fuck are you?" I mean, did you see the size of the diamond? Though they'd probably be like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Fair. All right. <laughs> You're right. It's a weak thirdry. Yeah, it's um. It's not great. Direct quote from Tyler. It is the beginning <laughs> of the end. Not wrong. There it is, for sure. I feel like somewhere around 2006, they're going to be like, want to reboot it? Yeah, but like from the second one, let's not. Right. Let's reboot it from the second one, but also throw a fucking creep in as the director. Let's do that, Brian Singer. Come hey, on in. Uh, hey, let, why don't we do it with Kevin Spacey, too, as Lex Luthor? Let's double down on the creep. <laughs> hey, is Annette O'Toole still alive? Yeah, let's bring it back. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, but she's playing Martha Kent on Smallville. It'd be weird. That's fine. It's only weird if you make it weird. You can still do her. It's fine. (laughs) She looks like Julianne Moore to me. I see that. I see it. I see it. um, Like, what is that movie? Evolution with Orlando Jones and David Duchovny? Oh, my God. That Julianne Moore. (laughs) I've never seen Evolution, but that sounds awful. That movie's actually not terrible. That's the one with the smiley face with three eyes, right? That's the only thing I remember about that movie is the marketing with the smiley face. Someone massive is the president in that or the general in that. I can't remember who it is. Huh. It's been a while. Isn't Annette O'Toole also like one of the the grown up kids in it, the the one with um Tim Curry? Oh, in the in the nineties version? Yeah. The original? I feel she like, might be. I feel like I remember her in it like with the slingshot with silver shooting uh Pennywise. Is it Matthew Modine in that or whatever? Is he in that too? The only person I know for sure is in that movie other than Tim Curry is Seth Green. What? Yeah. As He's one of the kids. Really? Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that. I think Seth Green is Young Richie. That's a bad rap name. 
<laughs> or a great <laughs> rap name. <laughs> Annette O'Toole is interesting to me because watching this movie, I was like, oh, okay. She used to not look like she does now on American Horror Story. <laughs> I feel like she's way too neurotic for Clark Kent to be even interested in. That's true. It just doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, but high school, man. It's a different time. Is it, though? Yes, it's a very I, different I, time. No, I can't speak for that. <laughs> yeah, Again, Annette O'Toole that. is Beverly Marsh in the uh, made-for-TV. Yeah. As the adult Beverly Marsh. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yes, she absolutely is. I believe you. I, Jonathan, I can't remember that. So long. Oh man, Jonathan Brandis is in that movie. I didn't even know that. What a f- what a film! It was a f- it was a proper film. It was a TV it was movie. A TV. It movie. was a two part. Yeah. It was TV a two parter. Yeah. Those are the the best amount of parts. If you're going to split, I something. mean, if, if you're going to split something <laughs> in half, two parts is the best amount of parts. It's very good. Seth Green, like, you are correct. Seth Christopher Green Reeves' is in it. spine, two parts. I truly love the original. It. It's the whole reason I watched the new ones. I still haven't even seen the new ones. I seen the first one. It was very good. I just recently watched the second one, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> you know that's a good reaction for it." Yeah, Superman three is okay. Superman three is I fine. Think it, I yeah. think the plot's okay. I think the the villain scheme is okay when it decides what it wants to be. I guess. I think Superman it's actually is great in this thing because he actually has an internal struggle. Finally, even though it's very heavy handed when he defeats himself, struggle becomes an external struggle. All right, so maybe it's shitty when it escapes from him. It, right, and it <laughs> fights. I have to imagine that the. The junkyard fight was a lot like a fight club scenario. Maybe. Of just Superman punching himself in his office <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I think there were like, somebody brought it to the producers and they were like, all right, so Superman's going to have this whole internal struggle. And Selkine was like, no, split him in two, make it an external struggle. But that's not even it because the original title of this movie was Superman 3, Superman versus Superman. But then. And they changed it they because. sued by Spy versus Spy. Well, they were also uh, concerned marketing-wise that it would be confused with Kramer versus Kramer. Right. That's that's <laughs> actually what I meant, not Spy versus Spy. Kramer versus Kramer. What a weird concern. <laughs> that's a weird concern. It's like, man, I hope that guy gets his kids back. But also, I hope Superman <laughs> doesn't lose a fight to himself. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, no, it's because in the, in the comics, it's usually like Superman verse. And they're like, yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> you just pick up a comic. It's It's real. Why oh, is he fighting himself? Movie. Oh, he got sort of sick from a rock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then somebody was like, we could just call it Superman 3. And they're like, oh, that's a brilliant title. Wow. <laughs> Give that man a raise. And that was Zack Snyder. I'd have to imagine. Young Zack Snyder. <laughs> Superman 3, the sequel to Superman 2. Hey, it checks out. Even Superior. Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a score. Oh, 1 to 100. Tyler, where do you think it is? 1 to 100. 33. Brian? 55. Tyler wins. Ah. Was it 44? 29%. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not great. Audience score is 23%. So the audience went, wow, these critics were wrong. These critics this. are insane. Just a little harder. <laughs> Roger Ebert saw this thing and gave it 2.5 out of four stars. He says, Superman 3 is the kind of movie I feared the original Superman would be. It's a cinematic comic book, shallow, silly, filled with stunts and action, without much human interest. What's amazing is that the first two Superman movies avoided that description, mm-hmm. creating a fantasy with a certain charm. They could have been manipulative special effect movies, but they were a great deal more. With this third one, maybe they finally run out of inspiration. Yeah, that sounds about right. He still gave it a surprisingly high score. He did. And he goes on to say that this movie really lost the human element of what it is to be Superman. How it felt like the character was almost empty, even though he had this internal struggle and then uh, he made it external and then 
it just seemed empty. That's what he complains about. I feel like empty is probably the right word for this movie, actually. Yep. Yep. And then he, he gets concerned about the movie also because he goes and he says that the whole world kind of goes like, oh, it's Superman, when it should be, that's fucking Superman. Right. Like, they should be that's Richard Pryor. blown away. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The whole world saying, say fuck, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how PG. you suck a dude's dick, Richard. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So that and all, well, all the movie yeah. posters, also overseas, like Richard Pryor is very much not the spectacle, but in the American one, like right there, as big as Superman being carried by Superman, Superman three, starring Richard Pryor, I paid five million dollars to this movie. That's amazing. <laughs> That's too damn much. He actually admitted that he thought the screenplay was terrible, but five million dollars, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be like, no, shit, I would do a movie for five million dollars if the screenplay was the worst thing ever written. <laughs> yeah, gladly, same. But I'm also not Richard Pryor. I don't have another income stream that's around that air level. Wouldn't that make you do it more though? Knowing no, that you don't no, no, have that sure. backup plan I'd of do being it for Richard half Pryor. A million. <laughs> <laughs> I would record the shittiest movie ever made for half a million right now. I don't need five million. <laughs> <laughs> what, forty thousand dollars? That's some student loans. Yeah, I'll do the shittiest movie ever. So yep. you got it. Yep, absolutely. Oh, you need me to wear a pink cape as like a tablecloth thing and then jump off a building with skis and land <laughs> on a, the street level and survive and people and expect people to take this seriously yeah i'll do it yeah for, for sure as you want. that happened in this movie yeah just pay off my student loans i don't care just yeah how many weeks of shooting yeah i'm in fine whatever <laughs> my dick has Amazon. to be out okay fine <laughs> is this porn sure all right <laughs> yeah fine i said yes already stop trying to sell me solo male only fans okay fine <laughs> Hey, man, if you know your audience, <laughs> Kyle Collins in that rug picture Mm-mm-mm. could go a long way. I'll you be, haven't even seen it. I haven't seen it, but I, I'm just assuming. I'll, but I heard rumors. I'll throw five bucks into his nude painting only fans. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give him ideas. Be very careful with what you, you go forward. It's going to be like a wedding crash. It's like, it was a gift. <laughs> hey. Right now it's out of South Park. Sorry. <laughs> and you're going to make go to Wedding Crashers. It was a gift. Amazon.com. There were reviews for this thing. There's 367 of them. Got a 4.3 somehow. 67%. That's so Or five star. 4% were one star. And they were all like, they took their time to type out the reasons why this movie sucked. So there's nothing really there. Yeah. Just honest reviews. Of honest a movie reviews. That are bummer. And what are we supposed to do with that? It happens all the time with older movies. We know how bad it is. We just talked about it. It's not great. It's not great at all. So let's just move on. And now, another installment of Caped Podcasters Theatre. Tyler, I'd like to welcome you to Cape Podcasters Theatre. This is the show inside a show where Brian's going to describe it pretty well, actually. Yeah, um... <laughs> Comedy writer Keaton Patty on on Twitter and all of his various social media, he posts these these fun scripts. Um, and the context for this one is, I forced a bot to watch a thousand hours of Superman movies and then asked it to write a Superman movie of its own. Here is the first page. Now, I'm sending you guys your scripts now. They are highlighted. Uh, I will be doing the action script and narrating and doing the part of Citizen 2. Uh, Dave will be performing Citizen 1 and Superman. Oh, and hold on. Let me get my chest hair out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Citizen three and Superman. I have Citizen, Citizen one, one highlighted. 
And and Tyler will be doing Casting Citizen One drunk. and Lex Luthor. You've heard previous installments of this, the listeners here, of X-Men. Yep. Saved by the Bell mm-hmm. and Transformers. And Transformers. And here's Superman, apparently. And here is <laughs> Superman. Exterior, Metropolis. The Superman flies on the sky. Citizens rudely point at him. It is a bird. It is a plane. Enough lies! It is Superman. Correctly identified, Superman may land. He is a strong <laughs> white man alien. His chest is an S because he loves the alphabet. I just stopped a crime. Arsonist tried to burn down the river. <laughs> I threw him into the sun's stomach. We see the sun. It is one criminal bigger than normal. <laughs> Thank you, bird. I owe you seed. Citizen One leaves for the seed store. Lex Luthor, businessman whose business is killing Superman, exits a bar of gold car. <laughs> Oh, Superman, do you like this? Lex Luthor shows he wears a suit of kryptonite, the material Superman dislikes because it kills him with pain. Kryptonite is my kryptonite. Please wear different clothing today. Lex Luthor declines to change. Superman starts to die, then remembers he is the Man of Steel and can talk to Steel. He persuades a steel building to fall near Lex Luthor. That building was where the stock market lives. My money is homeless. Lex is distracted, gathering his stocks. Superman jumps into a phone and turns into Clark Kent, reporter with glasses. I'm no Superman. I'm journalism man. Lex Luthor (laughs) believes glasses. Citizen One returns with bird seeds, but nobody to give them to. He plants them, and birds grow. Keaton Patty's a fucking genius. Keaton Patty is a genius, and he does have a an, a book coming out on November 17th. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. It's called I Forced a Bot to Write This Book, AI Meets BS. That has been this week's installment of Game Podcasters Theater. Good shit. Good shit. Brian, let's, let's give this thing a super stuff score, please. Let's give this a super stuff score. But first, I do have an actual IMDb trivia fact. Why is my real question. <laughs> because why not? August Gus Gorman steals money from his company by collecting fractions of a cent from other accounts and depositing them into his personal account. In computer crime terminology, it's called the salami technique. Great. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we go. brought that up earlier. We've repeated it. The Slice other, and salami. The other one I have is is about uh, if he collects $85,000 every time, the company probably has about 17 million employees. So we we covered both of them. Fuck you, Brian. So they, That's they how I want to go about this. Is it used an actual IMDb trivia fact against us to waste <laughs> our time? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Let's give it a super stuff score. <laughs> You're the real fucking villain. Hasn't that always been the case, Dave? The secret villain. Story and motivation. It's not good. It's going to be low. It's that's for be sure. Pretty damn low. Somewhere, somewhere from a zero to a one. Let's let's rank this story and motivation. The story's all over the place. The villain doesn't know what he wants. Mm-hmm. There's a henchman who does all the work. Yep. Yep. Superman yep. fights himself in a junkyard. <laughs> but but <laughs> but but yeah yeah. And then O'Toole. I do story like her. Wise? Like her very much. Sure. She goes to Metropolis. She's living the big dream. It's right. She uproots her whole life in a day to move to Metropolis. Right, to get away from the drunk man. Because Clark Kent at her 20th reunion was like, hey, you should move to Metropolis. She's like, fuck, you're right. Okay. He's a salesman, man. (laughs) I'm over to the big city to be a secretary. You'll see. (laughs) I'm going to answer the phones like the best of them. All right. I guess I will give story motivation a .25. Feels high. Hero. I mean- very poor because he does not feel like a hero. He spends half the movie being dumb, the other half being an asshole. <laughs> not so, wrong. So very. I like so, how none of those are positives. 
Yeah, so like the hero score is nothing. The 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 hero is his own villain pretty much because he's just the the asshole. So yeah, zero. Yeah, he he saves the day, but it's pretty much from himself. And I'll argue that I'm gonna go point two five because watching Superman get drunk at a bar is awesome. Mm, but would that be <laughs> hero or is that villain Superman? I I kind of wanted to be him there. That's the first time I ever wanted to be Superman, and that's kind of what. This whole superhero but wait, you thing have is, a whole, is the whole embodiment. You have a whole problem with superheroes doing unsuper things, and Superman sitting in a bar getting drunk is the least super thing Flicking he's ever done. Flicking peanuts and blowing up bottles? Yeah. That's pretty damn super. You fire any peanut in any bottle, and if you blow it up, I will take back that .25. I don't have peanuts on me, so I guess we're going to give it a .25. That's what I thought. Villains. It's Richard Pryor, the dude from Basketball, and Dick Superman. Zero is what it's, you could have um, just summed it up as. Yeah, that's, it's nothing is what it is. Parents. We finally get confirmation that Superman's mom is dead. It's off screen. That's true. But he does he does bring it up. He's like, oh, yeah, I haven't been back to Smallville since my mom died. There's no bring up of... Jonathan Kent Jonathan is not Kent, mentioned at all. Not even mentioned, so I'm going to go 0. 0.25. 0. Oh, you, 0.25. Yeah, it's an off screen mom death. Just to throw a random number at this thing. <laughs> Your mom, Martha. How do you know that name? Don't say that name. <laughs> Can you imagine if like Christopher Reeve had that freak out and it was that planned ahead from '93? <laughs> Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? But then it turns out that his mom was Annette O'Toole the whole time. This is Lana Lang. Oh wow, we were hanging out in the the school gymnasium after our party, and I'm so sad that your your mother's gone. Oh yeah, my mother was a great woman. She was a fantastic woman. Yeah, I know. Someday oh, I'll be. What her. was her name? Martha. Why did you say that name? Cape <laughs> <laughs> Podcasters Theater again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Annette O'Toole is actually going to bring us to our next category female characters I want to go low yeah. why because Lorelai Ambrosia is a thing right she is a thing well, and I, guess... I feel like she would have gotten points if she had boned on the statue of Blue Lady okay but instead she boned somewhere else in a bed yeah this Very does vanilla. in she a survived way survived a super boning in a way have a female villain in a way. In, in a, a way. way. In in Cyborg Vera Webster. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is the nerdiest thing. Cyborg <laughs> Vera he, Webster. <laughs> he beats her by holding up his hand. Well, he just pushes her into, you know, a computer pit. <laughs> <laughs> what happened while she was in there? I don't know. The compacts attacked her. Man, we've <laughs> given Lois huge points in the past, and then she fucked off for the whole movie. In the most sexual way she could have. Where she held a bikini, said, I'm going to South America, or whatever. Yeah, and Clark was like, oh, man, I'm going to think about that until I get to my high school. <laughs> <laughs> All you hear on the train ride or bus ride out there is pew, 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 pew. Probably thinking about it. Yeah, he's flicking peanuts, but. <laughs> They're not peanuts. <laughs> he's flicking some nuts. It's D's nuts. Yes. It's D's nuts. D's nuts, nuts is what Oi. he's flicking. Oi. These female characters suck. They're all garbage. Lana Lang is the best of them, and even she is just neurotic and a not a great mother. <laughs> and, right. and yeah, I, I don't like these. I'm gonna go minimum zero. No, nope. maximum zero. Does I think it zero. Pass yeah. the Beckdale test. No. Yes. Where? Lorelai and Vera. Oh come on. So barely. It it technically passes the Beckdale test. I'm still gonna go zero. But I think you zero, saved it from a negative. Zero is the appropriate Tyler. place for it. <laughs> point one. Point one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about setting. Metropolis. Yep. Metropolis. Now, what year does this movie take place? 
they say 1965, and then they have a 20 year anniversary. It's 1985. Yeah, yeah. But Richard Pryor's um, or Gus Gorman's checks say 1983 on them, and the Olympics are happening, which makes it 1984. But also the 20 year reunion of the 65. They don't know. There's it's somewhere between 83 and 85. Very ambiguous. Super so ambiguous that they actually give you three different years. Well, Superman's fucked up the timeline so much that it's just like. We're, it's anywhere between 82 and 85 at any given time. That's a fair defense, actually. You could have just said Superman fucked up the timeline so hard that he fucked his mom. <laughs> yep, he turned to Tom Welling, and, and he's like, oh, uh-huh. Kristen Curie, Crick, how do you say her name? Ah, Tom, you and your lovely legs. We will start whatever. the Nexium sex club. <laughs> <laughs> it's the secret world of Allison Mack. That's all it is. Oh, I like what you did there. <laughs> Except how dare you sully the name of Alex Mack. <laughs> she wears a hat. How about that? That is a deep cut, by the way. That Very is a deep, deep cut. cut. That is that is late, Snick. That is <laughs> absolutely. So for setting, what are, what are we thinking? Uh, here? A zero, yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, well, the Grand Canyon was pretty Grand Canyony, was it? <laughs> no, no, it was. Is this the first appearance of Smallville? No, it's no. been in all three <laughs> so far. And you this keep is going back. Although, at least this one wasn't the Rolling Hills of Kansas. It was pretty. It That's was pretty a flat. very good point. I don't think that this was like Calgary or whatever. No. Although they did do a lot of filming of this movie in Canada. All right. So zero, like I said. Yeah. Style and tone. Tone wise, you know, it has the comedic departure. Yeah. I'm assuming you did air quotes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's it's a change in tone from the other two, two super supermen. <laughs> a change does not necessarily mean good. Does not necessarily mean a good thing. It's yeah. not a good it's not a good tonal change. Uh, style like, well, the 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 opulent palace that the villain lives in, uh, the computer, mm-hmm. the supercomputer. It was it was I it actually was stylized for some techno eighties. That wasn't too bad. I agree with that. Hey, good for you. And I also really dig Evil Superman's look. Okay, so I think this does have some style to it. How dirty, about we go dirty man five? Ooh, that is a high score for this movie. But I, I think you're right. I think point five is accurate. Tyler argued it pretty well. Yeah. It's hard to go against it. Music. And that's why. is because that came up. The only time I noticed the music was when they were just legitimately tearing John Williams' score and throwing it in here. This is a lot like if John Williams... And it was jarring every time they did it. Who, oh, boy. If like a John Williams lookalike fucked the sister of the John Williams lookalike <laughs> and then just threw out sheet music Ken and Thorne. said, play this. Yeah, Ken Thorne. So this, John- is, oh. this is awful. So John this Williams, a, multiplicity, the clone of a clone. Right. Oh, Instead yeah. of Michael Keaton, you had John Williams who just made all of the John Williamses, but then they made all of whatever John Williams' sister would be in that situation, and then made all them. And then it was just so a gangbang. inbred clone of a clone, like a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox that fucked its sister. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. I'm glad you're following the bouncing John Williams. <laughs> so the John Williams, it's Sean Williams. God. <laughs> yep. Sean Williams. <laughs> That's right. This music's terrible. It's not good. Even when they use the proper, very good John Williams theme, it's out of place, and I hate it. <laughs> I'm cool going with Zero. The fact that they made me hate a John Williams piece of music makes me think that Zero might be too good for it. Or how, or how <laughs> skilled is it to make you hate John Williams? That's how good it was, is that it made you have feelings towards oh. it. Oh. It, it elicited it, it elicited an, an actual emotional response, much in the way... That an evil Superman would... No, it's... Who did the music? Ken Thorpe. I want to give a negative 0.25 to Ken Thorpe. Ken Thorne. That's it. 
Don't he's, care. He's mostly done just Richard Lester movies. Yeah, fine. Not the Beatles ones, because the Beatles did the Actually, Beatles Actually. You're kidding me. He did the music for, I want to say, Help. Help's not the good one, though. Hard Night's Night's a good one. Yeah. Well, it's Ken Thorne. <laughs> Ken Thorne in my side, am I right? Got hey, there it is. Negative 0.5? Fine with me. Yeah. The team's aggressive. I don't care. Negative 0.25? He doesn't get. He doesn't get a. I positive. still don't care. It's music for this movie. Point negative two five. We got. We we gave him a negative quarter. One liners. Are there any? At one point, Richard Pryor says, "I don't believe a man can fly," and for this movie, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's when they're doing the balloon thing down into the canyon. He's like, uh, "One." I, I just don't believe a man can fly, and he took the donkey down. You know what? Let's go aggressive. Point five. Sure. It's too on the nose. Sure. It's super on the nose. Impact on the genre. What yeah. genre are we talking about? Superhero <laughs> movies, right? That's that's usually the genre. Where... Oh, God. It's a big negative impact. It's the beginning of the end. I agree, because what comes is considered the what worst. What comes the worst. is the quest for peace, but the fact that the quest for peace even arrived says something for this movie, right? No. Also, let's not forget its its influence on office space. And and what else did we reference earlier? There's another movie that bit this movie, and I can't remember what it was now. I'll go 0.25 for Office Space. That's all I got. That's <laughs> that's it. People think this movie flopped, but it actually did fine at the box office. Budget of 39 million ended up bringing in domestically 59 million, which isn't a huge amount. But I know that it did do more worldwide. I just don't have those numbers. Fair enough. So it made money, probably 0.25. around the 100 million. Yeah, 0.25. Yeah, you're probably. <laughs> You're thinking too deeply. Probably. It's not worth it for this movie. That is going to give Superman 3 a total Super Stuff score of 1.75. Yeah, that's that's right. That will probably... You no, know, um, too low, actually, for I, this one. I think it is a little low, but I think... And it actually just narrowly avoids our bottom 10, I think. So... That, that is a bit of a shame. Good for you, Superman 3. You made it. We'll see you in four. Aren't you so happy you're here, <laughs> Tyler? I love it. I'm, I'm a good time, man. I'm good. I'm good. I guess the only question now is, Brian, what are we talking about next week? Next week. Episode 99. 99. We're we're so close. We're almost there. Kind of like Superman, this whole movie. Just almost there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, Next week, we're going to be, like we already said, we're going to have Kyle Collins on, and he's going to be naked on a bearskin rug, and we're going to be talking about Men in Black. I'm very excited for that. Here come the Men in Black. Will Smith's making another entry to the show. Thomas Lisa Johnson's making the Thomas Lisa Johnson is back. I haven't been able to say that obscure name Rip in a while. Torn is here for the first time. Wow. So is Vincent D'Onofrio and Mets outfielder Bernard Gilkey. Who could forget? He'll be here on the couch with us. It'll be great. <laughs> he doesn't have anything better to do. So <laughs> until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's iTunes or SoundCloud or I don't know, Podcast Addict. That's one people use. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kate Podcasters. You can check us out on Patreon, where we're doing our exclusive not-so-super movies. This month, we're doing Get Out. Last month, we did The Rock, having fun over there. We also have our Batman animation, our brackets, and our pull list episodes about comic books. If you have any questions or comments, send them to KatePodcasters at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our website, and definitely check out the Tadpog guys. Oh. Tyler, thanks for thanks for being here with us. We yeah, had a man, blast. happy to do it. I had a good time. Tyler's the best. Dave's not as great, but Dave's not here to defend himself. So we keep saying, right? We'll but say the Tyler's same, the best. We'll say the same thing when Dave comes on without Tyler. Exactly. Yep. If that ever happens, That's I don't. Fair. I don't see 
Tyler doing that? Dave to us can't there? come on. He's gonna be too busy playing Superman sixty four because of the challenge <laughs> that was yeah, issued forever. Fly through those rings. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> is flying through rings, and if you get through the rings, you have a very quick amount of time where you have to react to like some sort of picking up a car or whatever. Quick, get it. It's a nightmare. It's not good. S- sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I'm gonna miss Dave. He's gonna be too busy doing that. Maybe someday. <laughs> Maybe someday. Tyler, where can people find you? Uh, let's see. They're over, we're over on tadpog.com. We're on Facebook, Tadpog. Uh, yeah, just go, go to the Google machine and type in Tadpog. T-A-D-P-O-G. Tyler and Dave play old games like Superman 64. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. Yeah, so be sure to check them out. Um, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week for Men in Black. Same pod time. Same pod. This movie might have incest. So, Brian. So, Dave. That is Superman 3. Sure is. What do you think happens post-credits? I think we go back to the Grand Canyon. Back in time. Better movie. Sure. And emerging from the rubble is Ross Webster, and he goes over to that computer, and he hits a button, and it fires up the emergency protocol. And what that does is it starts spinning the world backwards. Oh, come on. (laughs) Except Superman. He's- He's not a computer wizard. It starts moving forward in time instead because he doesn't have the, the technomancer skills of Richard Pryor. And uh, we end up in another timeline where Annette O'Toole is now Superman's mom, but she still, she still has weird feelings for him and she can't really explain why. But more importantly, Ross Webster, he's got a, a team that he's in charge of. <laughs> of course he does. And he's like this close to having full control of the entire basketball league. Right. Once when the Denslow yeah. Cup. And he's, yes, he's got to win course, the Denslow Cup. Of course. Yeah. The Dallas Felons. We've all seen the Felling Girls. Of course. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what do you think happens? Two thoughts. One, where whenever Superman crushes that coal into a diamond, he rubs off some of his own powers and the sickness onto the diamond, gives it to Annette O'Toole, <laughs> who once she wears the ring, I don't know. Something happens to her. That, that's where that one stops. The other one, though... <laughs> Because we're so in this questions. coal mine, Technomancer Gus Gordon is able to get a hold of an elevator and uses that to tap into computers all over the world and becomes the next coal-based brainiac, who is more like a, a Captain Planet <laughs> villain. So he's a computer who runs on coal. They call him the Republican Dream. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is right after Christopher Reeve snaps out of it, and he's like, nah. I'm good again. He all you hear off screen is a horse that just goes, but I'm gonna see you soon, Christopher. <laughs> 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 <laughs>